I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa returns home to face fourth-ranked Michigan, the first meeting between the two since a beatdown in the Big Ten Championship game last December. It's an 11 a.m. kick inside Kinnick Stadium with Fox's big noon kickoff show in town. At last check, Iowa is a 10.5 point underdog. And my guest today covers Michigan for the Ann Arbor News and M Live. It's Aaron McCann. Aaron, thank you for the time. Hey, good to be with you. You know, there's still a bad taste in the mouths of Hawkeye Nation from last December's Big Ten Championship game. Obviously, these are two different teams, but 42-3, to and it really wasn't ever even in question. Uh, do you expect a similar lopsided game this Saturday morning? Yeah, you know, that's that's a good question because uh, we were talking. We spoke to Jim Harbaugh on Monday morning at his you know his weekly press conference, and he kept getting questions about the the Iowa defense, and he had great things to say. You know, he raved about it. He talked about the history of of, of the defensive coordinator and Kirk Ferentz kind of evolving that unit and turning it into the the juggernaut that it is. And, and I think some folks forget that yeah, it was just five games ago for both of these teams. Or Michigan won forty-two to three handily, and, and they had no problem dealing with it. Uh, so, it, I, 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 I'm tempted to think it's going to be a closer game, just because you know Iowa knows kind of what Michigan's mo is going to be. Um, but I guess we'll see. You know, it is a road game for for the, for the Wolverines. I think that comes into a factor too. Uh, but I think for both of our sakes, I, from uh, having to cover the game live, I, I certainly would like to see a little bit more of a competitive game. Absolutely. Well, three lopsided wins for Michigan against bad starts uh, against bad teams to start the season. Then, then a bit of a test for Maryland on on Saturday night. What do you think it was good for this team to get tested at home before hitting the road for the first time? Yeah, I think it was. You know, it was one of the things we talked about during the first three weeks of this year. Is it, yeah, Michigan hadn't been tested. They played three essential cupcakes uh, all at home. Uh, you know, they beat. Uh, you know, start with Colorado State. They handle Hawaii, and then they handle UConn. So they they weren't really tested on either side of the ball. And, and I think the Maryland game was a good test for Michigan uh, defensively. Uh, uh, Maryland's got a very good offense. A very active and mobile quarterback, some good receivers, because uh, we still don't really know what this Michigan defense is. You know, last year they got a lot of generated a lot of headlines with Aiden Hutchinson and the emergence of David Ajabo and uh, the first round pick and, and Dax Neal on the back end. All three of those guys are gone now, and the, the, the storyline of the offseason was how Michigan was going to replace those guys. Uh, and the answer from the coaching staff was, we, we don't think we can. We did, we need to get a you know get, uh, find a bunch of guys to kind of contribute and kind of turn this into an all eleven defense. Um, that's kind of how they played so far through four games. Um, you know they looked uh, you know uh, uh, vulnerable at times on Saturday against Maryland, but 
Uh, I thought they did a good job of, of, of adjusting and responding. They got better as the game went on. Um, they held Maryland scoreless in the third quarter, and that kind of helped Michigan jump off the lead and, and eventually uh, you know, walk, run away with, with a win. Let, let's stay there with the defense because, as you mentioned, the guys that everybody knows uh, are gone, uh, but they, they certainly look good in those first three games, did what they did against Maryland. What players or, or position groups have been most notable through four games this season? Yeah, so in years past, Michigan's been kind of dominant up front with their defensive line and some of their linebackers. This year, I think it's a little bit different story. I think they've leaned a little bit more on their secondary. Uh, they, they've been using more five-man uh, looks on, and in the back end. Um, they've been using their, their defensive backs more in blitz packages and blitz coverages. Uh, so I, I think that the strength of this defense so far has been has been the defensive backs. They forced four turnover or four interceptions now through four games. Uh, that's been kind of the mo coming into the year. They wanted to uh, force more turnovers, force more tip balls, and, and eventually get more picks. And they've done a decent job of it. Uh, so some of those guys in the back end, Jamon Green kind of uh, uh, emerged at corner. Uh, Mike Sand was still uh, a name Iowa fans may be familiar with. He was a receiver last year and previous years. He's now moved to kind of a nickel spot. Um, and then uh, and then as we get closer to the front, Junior Colson, a linebacker, is a guy who played last year as a true freshman, eventually won the starting job, and has been kind of Michigan's um, top guy in the middle there. So those are the guys on the, on the back end. Up front, Michigan's been shuffling in a lot of guys. They've been doing a lot of stuff. Substituting, they have a lot of guys that come in and play and play in blitz packages. Uh, Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle, the name some folks may be familiar with. He was uh, number one on uh, Bruce Feldman's freaks list of the athletic this year. They really, they really like his size and athleticism up front. Um, but Michigan's been throwing a lot of guys in the end, trying to get some results, trying to get some pressure on the quarterback uh, to some uh, to mix results through four games. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Looking at the other side of the ball, uh, they, they've been dominant through four games this season. J.J. McCarthy has had an incredible start to the season. What, what allowed him to win that job, and then who else should we be focusing on when Michigan has the ball? Yeah, J.J. I think is just the more dynamic quarterback. You know, everyone talked about Keith Mactor and how good of a job he did at managing the offense last year and moving the football. Well, I think J.J. does all that and then some. I mean, he's got a, a really strong arm. Uh, he's very mobile, can extend plays and get outside the pocket, something Cade wasn't, wasn't as good at. I, I think Michigan realized that as, as camp went on this year. Uh, J.J. kind of impressed. Uh, J, uh, Jim Harbaugh kind of opened the quarterback competition up into the season. Each, each player got to start the first two games. Uh, just kind of just to get to get live action and get some you know play against a different opponent. JJ just looked better, uh, plain and simple. I don't, and I don't even think it was close. Uh, so eventually, JJ ended up getting the job. Um, you know, he he still looked like a younger player. He, he had a couple of fumbles on Saturday against Maryland. 
uh, almost had an interception. But if you look at the stat line, it was relatively clean. I think 18 to 26 for 200 plus yards and, and a couple of touchdowns. So he's just a playmaker. He moves the offense. Michigan North likes what he does. I, I think he could potentially be one of the Big Ten, Big Ten's best quarterbacks. Maybe not this year, but he's got another year to, to go. So uh, they like what he brings. Offensively, Michigan brings back some of the same names uh, you may have heard from last year. Blake Corm at running back. He's off to another hot start. Uh, rushed for over 400 yards and nine touchdowns. He leads the country with nine rushing touchdowns through four games. Um, they got some, some a lot of familiar faces up front, the offensive line, a lot of names at receiver. Cornelius Johnson, Ronnie Bell, who was Michigan's top uh, receiver a couple of years ago, he was sidelined last year with the 20 ACL. He is back and, and, and healthy again. So I mean, this Michigan offense is, is um, you know, they're balanced just like they have been under Jim Harbaugh. Uh, they, they like to run the football. They like to win the line of scrimmage. Uh, by the same token, too, they've done a good job of moving it and being productive with, the, with their drives. 2005 is the last time Michigan won a game inside Kinnick Stadium. Now, it won't be under under the lights, uh, but it will be a big-time atmosphere, Aaron. How do you expect the Wolverines to handle their first road trip of the season? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, and it's kind of a storyline that the Michigan players and Jim Harbaugh were, were asked about this year, and it's, it's something where I, I think we're going to learn a lot about this Michigan team and how good they really are. Uh, it was a similar case last year where Michigan won, I think, its first four games at home and then eventually went on the road to open Big Ten play at Wisconsin, and they, they looked very good. They handled the atmosphere well. Um, they, they played very well and eventually ended up winning the game handedly. And it was kind of our first taste of maybe of what was to come with this Michigan team that ended up obviously going to win the Big Ten championship. So I, I think we're going to learn a lot from Michigan on Saturday. Uh, generally speaking, under Jim Harbaugh, they don't handle road games particularly well, especially against teams where you know they might be considered uh, same level of or and perhaps even better. So I, I'm really curious to see how, how Michigan handles it Saturday, especially offensively. They're going to have to hold on to the football and not make mistakes. Uh, and keep the keep the ball away from this Iowa defense because if Iowa can force some turnovers and force Michigan in some short field situations, um, you know I think they're gonna, they're going to have an opportunity to keep this game close. You know, the first few years of the Jim Harbaugh era, th- things were good, but certainly fell short of great against Ohio State and you know winning Big Ten championships, playing in a college football playoff, all of that. It feels like uh, it's it's there's been a turn in the program. It feels like this is a different Michigan program than it was even just a couple of years ago. Yeah, you're 100% right. You know, up until prior to last year, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was essentially in the hot seat. You know, fans here in Ann Arbor had grown impatient, uh, you know, frustrated, you know, I guess disappointed with some of the results they had. had. You know, Jim Harbaugh had done fine. His winning percentage was north to 70%. Uh, you know, Michigan was averaging nine, nine wins a year, so that, that's fine. But Jim Harbaugh was brought to Ann Arbor to bring championships here. Uh, they hadn't done it up until last year, and then they were able to finally break through. He kind of went back to basics uh, with his offense. You know, he hired some uh, some former familiar names in the Michigan uh, program as coaches, uh, and they kind of leaned on what they were good at last year, and it eventually was it good enough uh, to ride them, you know, to an 11 or 12 win season, finally beat Ohio State, something they hadn't done yet under Jim Harbaugh. And then, as, as Iowa fans saw, you know, win the Big Ten championship in, in Indianapolis. So, yeah, it was a breakthrough year for Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan program, something I think the answer have been clamoring for for so long. It had been so long since Michigan had won a Big Ten championship to, in 2004. Uh, not only do that, they do they do that, but they got in the playoff. Uh, so it was, it was certainly a good year for Jim Harbaugh. He got another contract extension out of it, so he's going to be here for a long time. Um, now the, I think the next level for the program, and Jim Harbaugh realizes this is something him and the players have talked about, 
is not only winning the Big Ten title, but getting into the playoff and winning a national championship. So I think that's something on their on their mind this year. He is Aaron McCann. You can find him on Twitter at Aaron McCann. Listen to his Wolverine Confidential podcast and find his work at Ann Arbor News and M Live. Aaron, thank you as always for the time. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the trip to Iowa City and, uh, and hopefully we have a good game Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, I always got his handful Saturday morning, guys. Uh, it's it's going to be a uh, an interesting game. You, you hope that uh, Iowa can kind of contain things a little better than they were able to last December. You remember things just got away very quickly. A, a failed halfback pass for Iowa that should have been a touchdown that wasn't. Uh, gave up a couple of big plays, and all of a sudden it was off to the races and uh, just couldn't slow that Michigan attack down. You, you got to like Iowa's defense in this game to, to slow them down, uh, to give J.J. McCarthy some issues, to uh, Try to turn the ball over, uh, maybe keep that run game in check a little bit, and then it's all de- it all depends on you know how, can the defense score, and if not, how much can the offense score? Uh, I think a, a win is a tall task, but you certainly hope it's it's not as ugly as that forty two to three game in the Big Ten championship game last December. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun week. We've got it all covered at every from every angle at HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, check us out there. Appreciate you listening, and go Hawks.